Greetings only tans. Today is Thursday, December 1st. I got a quick turnaround for you today. I just finished recording with Jay Metz. And Jay Metz is a guy that has been on the show for several weeks now. He likes getting in his takes. Some are perhaps a bit critical. The tone of today's show may have been a little more critical than usual. It matches the tone of the like the Twitter NBA Top Shot echo chamber, though. Um, the tone in the community has been kind of critical as of late. We're all hoping for some positive stuff to cover soon. Uh, we can have our fingers crossed that that's coming right around the corner, of course. But we are covering the topics as they are. So we talk about NBA Top Shot. We also talk a little bit about other things, too, other dapper projects we touch on for a second or two we talk about so rare for a tiny bit as well but we get we go all over the map remember that nothing you hear in this podcast should be considered financial advice and let's jump right into it Hello, everybody. Should we just talk about the Celtics? Should we talk about how I am risking my life and limb? I've got a messed up eyeball, but I'm here and I'm streaming because who else is talking about NBA Top Shot? Who? Is there anybody? Can anybody mention one other streamer who's talking about NBA Top Shot? I mean, I know Sorarian, aka Talk TikTok, Zarian sometimes kvetches about nba top shot for a few minutes of his stream but there aren't many of us left we are the last of the mohicans uh but hello to you that are in the chat you know it shows that there are still people that want to listen to people talk about top shot at least we got stan loves we got buddha vein perfect cereal ppe tandy nfts daniel and chris and to the house and eric and Eric is saying, like, yeah, literally nobody, unless to talk about how bad it is. Does that count? Uh, yeah, the vibes are, you know, I can think back to like several times when I've done this stream and I've said the vibes are as low as I've ever seen them. And I got to say, the vibes are as low as I've ever seen them. I mean, people, if you go take a look at the marketplace, it is just ugly. It is just ugly. Like it, when you look at the average price of these moments, then you look at where they are now, it's ugly. And there's just shrapnel, $1, $1 moments kind of sit. There's just an overload of $1 and $2 moments. There were times when I used to have to, you know, click against a thousand other people to nab a $2 moment. Nowadays, of course, not the case um Corey says people don't forget the team hold killed top shot so sorarian chinese spy tiktok chinese spy sorarian did you know that in that tiktok in china they give the kids a different version of tiktok i think I, i'll talk about this with jay jay's back on the show but they give the chinese youth a different version of tiktok the one in china is a version of tiktok that shows like people figuring out incredible scientific discoveries and like you know kid geniuses and amazing mathematicians you know what the, we get in the united states what the kids see in the united states they see prank videos of kids like beating up their parents and they see beautiful women 
dancing scandalously. Not to say that there's a problem with that, but why do you think the Chinese government or the creators are giving us that and giving their kids something else? But that's that's for another day. Okay, Louis Lox is here for the good vibes only. Louis, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. We're, we're going to have some simping today because I made a video just for that. I've threatened you with that video for quite some time, and I'm going to do it to the house. Somehow the Arison, Anderson Varejao I want to complete my cab set is still $500. Just send an offer, man. Send an offer. Never been the same. Oh, okay. So this is why Corey thinks Team Hold destroyed Top Shot. <laughs> I don't think it was just Team Hold, though. There's a, a few people. Uh, let's see. There he is. Team Hold. We killed Top Shot. We'll kill you next. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, all right. So this is kind of like a therapy session. Everyone just going in the chat saying, like, what what killed? Well, who Who is the bad guy here? I think Poker Pro Eric doesn't like the former attorney. The, the five blood holes, hollows killed Top Shot. I don't know, man. But listen, we're gonna we're gonna try our best. We're gonna try to give you a little bit of both sides, talk a little bit about uh, whatever comes up. But hopefully, some simping for NBA Top Shot, right? Oh, geez, Stan loves. Am I gonna have to give you a timeout? <laughs> Boy, geez, getting vulgar in the chat. Stan loves. All right, well, let's bring in uh, Jay. Should we give him the Kawhi laugh? Should we give him the I'm never gonna financially recover from this? Should you give him the taking crate? We'll give him the crazy pills. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. There he is. What's up, Tandy? What's up? Not my account value. Uh, no, no. You you depressed me. Um, <laughs> you depressed me earlier because uh, you're right. Nobody else is really streaming about Top Shot anymore. You know, all all the former top streamers. The only time we ever hear about them anymore is when they're dumping all their stuff and <laughs> leaving us high and dry. I don't know who the hell is. I mean, what? Like a couple hundred people max are doing these challenges. Um, I think apathy has largely overtaken uh the the ecosystem it, it is certainly depressing well apathy is that was the famous uh quote of roham to lg in in that in that covid that covid broadcast with lg and the canadian tuxedo which wrote mm. Ro, roham told us all that apathy was the enemy like and and i think that we are we're like it shows you how hard it is to get to apathy because there's people <sighs> still making threads about top shot meanwhile yeah. you know Month after month, we're seeing some negative vibes and negative market activity. Um, was that the chat where he said we're all going to get hot dogs, or was that a different chat? Uh, I don't, I don't remember the no. hot dog chat. Um, okay. But yeah, so that is a. I mean, I do. I, I look. You can't argue with data, and that's why uh, when John Boy Beats made his thread this week, yeah, you know, like people want to get mad at somebody like John Boy Beats. No, come on. You can't. You can't. It's it's literally just data. There's that that's what he based his whole offering on. Show me the data. And until that data starts looking a little cheerier, then you can't fault anyone. You can't fault anyone for selling stuff. You can't fault anyone for saying things need to be better than they are currently. It's yep. just hard. Uh as much as we want to simp, as much as you see people on Twitter that want to simp and and say, Wow, I can't believe that the LeBron James debut is only seventeen hundred dollars. It's like I don't know. Ben sold his for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Ben's I like, know. I, you know, I don't need that extra couple hundred bucks. I gotta get the fuck out of this. I need money for my new backyard. 
Right. So here we, we got some people talking about this stuff here. Like Lloyd, we have achieved affordability. Time to start marketing and roll out the free money. Yeah. Like if we can get those Biden bucks again, who knows? Uh, Corey, Mellow Cool Cat just sold for six fifty. So I guess Mellow Cool Cat for a while there was in the multiple thousands of dollars, of course, like everything else. It was up to $8,000. Um, but that was more. peak. What, what, are, what are we talking about? Peak? Like was 8,000 not peak? Maybe it was even higher. I think it was higher during peak. I think when they came out and they said, listen, NLL is the Soho house. It's where all your dreams are going to come true. It's, it's the coolest place, not just in NFTs, but on the internet. Um, and you're going to be able to get hot dogs and stuff at arenas. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, I think that set was flying high. Um, so, so, so everyone heard hot dogs at arenas and just ran to the, ran to the top shot website. Yeah, man. I need those hot dogs in arenas. Um, hot dogs. I, Alex, does anyone know who's running things at the moment? So the only the only uh, information we have heard of in this regard, um, I think it was somewhere in the Discord, and someone said it's like a group effort. It's like uh, oh. uh, Dave is throwing his hat in the ring, like Jacob is throwing his hat in the ring, like a it's uh, what is it like? What happens on those on those NBA teams when they don't have a coach? It's like coaching by a but what is it by association? No, it's not association. It's some no. other word, but it's like a bunch of people all coming together and kind of trying yeah. to fix things at, at the same time. Well, I think that should be over, right? I think that was, I know Janie was on uh, maybe a month long leave or sabbatical. And I think during that time period, um, because a lot of people in the discord were, were asking like who who's in charge, who's running the ship, who's making decisions on how many Donovan Mitchell rare moments we're going to be, you know, putting through the printer for the first month or two of the season. And I think, you know, after avoiding those questions for a while, uh, I think a few of the uh, community managers or mods came in and they basically said, look, lots of people are chipping in. It's a, it's a short term issue that we're dealing with. Um, but, you know, Roham is getting more involved. Jacob's getting more involved. Dave from NFL All Day is, is helping to lead the charge. Um, I think it, it probably left more questions than answers. Yes. GM by committee. There. That was what I was looking for. Um, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, that that's the problem right now is I, I feel like everyone has more questions than answers. We're all waiting for yeah. some kind of leadership, some kind of direction, some kind of communications in that regard. And the only communications that we're currently getting, which in a normal market we'd be fine with, is just like, hey, here's the next pack offering. And hey, here's the next. Here's what here's what you can that's expect. That's not true. I don't think that's true. I don't think we were yeah. ever quite satisfied with that as their their sole mode of comms i think i remember series three when they were hyping up their roadmap for like weeks and weeks and weeks and then the roadmap came and it was basically this is how many moments we're going to drop and these are how many sets we're going to have we're like that's not a roadmap that's not mm -hmm. setting stage for what this quote-unquote game or this ecosystem or this experience is going to be that's just talking about supply um so i i don't i don't think anybody was ever really you know uh, happy, but, but that wasn't. But I'm talking about Jay. I'm I'm talking about when like so. This is sort of a small window, but like when the market was just totally fine. And, you mm. know, maybe I'm talking about a year and a half ago. So I mean, or, or yeah. just like in a ideal world where the market's fine and we're not all yeah. upset about things. Then if they are just telling us about pack drops and about challenges, then yeah. of course no one cares. The only reason people care now is because there just feels like we're in this kind of vacuum of information. We're missing it, and we need something because we're just yeah. looking at the only the only big splashes currently are when people like sell their moments or or you know like this og is selling yeah. off their account like 
that's not what we want to hear about. We want, we want something oh, that's dude. OG selling accounts. There was somebody <laughs> in the Discord uh, that was talking about because this is after Skelly, right? Skelly Nelson. I mean, listen, o- OGs have been selling their accounts for a while. Andy has been doing the the drip, drip, drip sell for months now. Feels like feels like decades. It's been going on for so long, and I think he's almost out. But then Skelly came along, and he's basically like, "Look, I was a day one top shotter." Um, you know, got, got a lot of stuff, made a lot of money. It's time for me to go out. And then, you know, somehow, some way, you know, the top shot folks made the decision to help promote his, uh, his early exit uh, or his late, yeah. late, late exit, depending upon how you look at it. Um, but then that, that started kind of, I guess, not unexpectedly, um, a cyclical effect in the discord where a lot of other OGs and whales were like, yo, somebody buy me out. Like, can I get some, some, some free PR and some press? Cause I'd like to get out of this as well. And I responded to one of them um, just cause you know, I'm one of a couple hundred buyers still left for God knows what reason, but I am. Um, and then right, after I responded to, to him, I got no fewer than 13 DMS on discord from people who I've never met, never heard of, never talked to before. They're like, Hey, would you consider buying my account? And I was like, Oh shit. So I guess, you know, all of which is to say, if you think it's bad, it's way worse. But also the the only thing I'd also mention about that too, though, is that I, I think everything in this space is very like hive mindy. And so like, oh, if course. you want to be an optimist, if you want to simp, then why don't, why don't we just like, let's, let's use my simp video just for a second to talk about how we're hive mindy. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. All right. Can we do that video one more time? Sure. I mean, I, 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 I imagine that this would be a big winner. Let's sim. Let's sim. Let's sim. Let's sim. Let's sim. Let's sim. Who is anti-simping after watching something like that? First of all, that was I, a very beautifully done video, Tandy. Your editing skills you. are immaculate, I would say. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that uh see now i got now i like lost my train of thought after that but for those of you who don't know what that you is know what they the say about us jewish guys anyway go <laughs> on we like chinese food uh um, that that lady is um irene irene something she had like an irene dow and they literally made millions of dollars in the peak of nft craze yeah. selling those jpegs so yeah. that the that was like the ultimate simp activity uh basically just giving that lady your money or probably a russian guy or something but yes um you know what jay i don't remember what the hell was i talking about <laughs> I uh, talking about. chinese food uh christmas uh it's what jews do okay okay i remember chinese I, food yeah <laughs> i remember now is that is that we are a hive mind right uh, we are yeah. a hive mind and like the same way that it that it goes viral like the hive mind goes viral when people are selling off the, the hive mind also goes viral when people are buying and like that, yeah. that is a, a simpy take that I would say, um, or an optimistic take, you know, and, but the problem is there just hasn't been a whole lot of reason for optimism, optimism as of late. So that viral hive mind on, on the negative side just keeps on picking up momentum. Like yeah. everyone, everyone other than Alexa is basically on Twitter being like, what the F and, and, you know, I got to make a point about that, which is that Scaly Nelson Props to Scaly Nelson for making multiple six figures on Top Shot, right? And cashing out. But Scaly Nelson then goes on Twitter and is talking about like, you know what? Dapper, they just pay the people that are getting their asses kicked like the casinos. They just want to bring it. They want to give back to the biggest losers. Like, bro, 
you just made like a quarter million dollars off off video clips. Like maybe you should tone it down. Not only that, but the account literally helped you do so. In a, in, you know, like maybe maybe log out of Twitter for a couple of weeks instead of you know putting fuel on the fire. I didn't really understand that, but anyhow. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think so many people are bitter, um, and I think some of that bitterness is warranted. I think a lot of just the overall bitterness in in our society today is probably it it comes from so many sources. And, you know, we're all uh, just trying to find something obvious to point our um, our dissatisfaction or our misery towards. Um, and I think when you do some of the shit that that Dapper slash Top Shot has done in terms of, you know, whether it's misleading users or um, having vulnerabilities in their system that that create opportunities for um, for certain people to benefit and certain people to suffer. Um, just mismanagement, oversupply, um, you know, shitty communications, telling people to cry and take out their angst and their pill. I think when you do enough of that stuff over and over and over and over again, people in some cases, you know, for, for sometimes all the wrong reasons, um, they take out all of life's frustrations on you because you become the punching bag. You make it easy to be the punching bag. Um, and I think a lot of us, uh, we, we, blame things that probably shouldn't be blamed on this entity because of how, how we as a collective feel that they've treated or mistreated us or taken this community for granted or um, just continually fed the community snippets of, of lies and bullshit. And that can only go so far before there's a mass revolt. And then that definitely leads to the hive mindset that you're talking about. Um, I, I think more broadly, you know, just the Web3 space, it, it's heavily predicated on hive mindset. The most successful projects are not successful because the projects are brilliant. They're successful because people buy into the people selling them. It's a very influencer led space and influence goes both ways. If you're a lightning rod for good and if you're a lightning rod for people to find hope and, and to believe in and, and to want to uh, kind of hitch their wagon to, then you could sell, you know, the proverbial ice to a motherfucking Eskimo. And on the flip side, if you put yourself out there and you constantly let people down and you bullshit and lie and mislead and mistreat and ignore and all the other bullshit, then, uh, then yeah, the, the, the opposite is going to happen and people are going to start banding together and, and revolting. And I think it's, it's safe to say we're in the midst of, of a full scale revolt. Right. That, that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, it definitely seems like it's trending in that direction. I don't know if this is a full scale revolt quite yet. Uh, it's definitely trending, though, of many people sort of either being very upset vocally or getting starting to become apathetic or just not streaming at all anymore about Top Shot, as I referenced early on. Um, and I just wonder, like, from the dapper side, what is the play right now? Because you can't come out and start talking about something un- unless you are literally 100% sure that you're, you're able to do so. And, and right now, the way they're doing it is like not even really talking about things until they're fully baked in a way. Yeah. Um, other than this new set announcement. So we could talk about that for a second. Um, so let's see here. These are the new sets. Uh, did you have any immediate reaction to this? It showed us the new sets. Again, it's important to remember that these are the regular season sets. So this does not include playoff sets, which a couple of series ago, of course, was just a ridiculous amount of moments released and then 
yeah. tightened up a little bit after that. But yeah. again, just regular season stuff. The legendary stuff I think is fine. Like this aligns well. I think when you talk about hashtag the hobby, yeah. which uh, I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, but they did something like that. It seems like they're leaning in further and further into <sighs> like what people align with on the cardboard side. Hashtag the hobby parallels all this kind of thing right and this stuff here makes sense in that regard people want the best players the rarest stuff the rarest rookies etc um and that's notwithstanding all the other issues with everything else but anyhow here's um, my only issue on, on the legendary stuff i it seems to me that they've got this the uh the scarcity right at, at the top of the funnel the problem is people who have uh, invested in legendary moments and, and the quote unquote growls in the past have disproportionately been burned more than any other collectors on the platform. Each and every decision that Top Shot has made around their economy, around the quote unquote game, um, has, um, has, has progressively stripped away perceived value of the moments that should matter most. You know, we've talked about it before on this show using the Kevin Durant run it back as, as a great example where you know, Matt literally came out multiple times and said, look, here's the deal. It was hard for me to to create my Flash Challenge game during Series 1 because I had to make sure that certain parts of the game were only available on days that the Nets didn't play or Kevin right. Durant wasn't out injured because we specifically wanted to make sure that nobody with that moment could win the game. Mm -hmm. um, so time and time again, you know, now we're seeing it with the cheat codes, right? Like last year they were like, shit, we're not giving legendary moments any utility. At least let's let's factor them in to the flash challenges. Now, what they've done this year is they've noticed whales, people with lots of legendaries who locked a lot of their stuff and are watching their account values dwindle by 10% or more every single week. They found the loophole of being able to use the legendary moments they have to very quickly and easily get the free reward moment, flash challenge after flash challenge. And then they're flipping them to get any bit of money, any bit of liquidity they can out of the platform because all the stuff they've lost is continuing to just drain and, mm -hmm. and put them further and further in the red. So now that rule has changed. And as a, as a byproduct of that, there's really no reason to hold legendaries at this point. So on, on, on face value, it seems like the supply side of things makes sense. You know, We're limiting the number of legendary moments. These should be the growls of the platform. But on the flip side, almost every decision they've made within the economy, within the quote unquote game, has punished people for buying the good shit. The people who've won the most on this platform are A, OG, early adopters who got in and paid $5 for Trey Young TSDs and sold them for $800. Shout out AG. Love that dude. B, people who are kind of bottom of the barrel buying trade ticket moments for a dollar, $2 a pop flipping them for those S1 packs over the course of the last year, scoring 800 or, or 1500 or $2,500 moments, flipping them, getting extracting that money out as quickly as possible. And then see the people who are spending 10, 15, 25 bucks to get an S3 set of their favorite team, getting into that discord and then getting free floor seats to a game or playing poker tournaments and winning $500 prizes because there's only 40 people playing those poker tournaments in the first place. So like those are the three um, pillars of people who have won this game. The people buying this shit, the shit that real collectors genuinely want to invest in, you know, rare and legendary Top Shot debut moments from Series 1 that in theory should be the only things that people ever really 
clamor for in the future, they've gotten burned so many damn times. And until, you know, until so many things happen, until they reconfigure the economy of this platform, until they reconfigure the game and what it is and how it benefits people and how you can be genuinely rewarded for playing the game the right way and strategically, um, why are people going to be excited about legendaries? Like it's, it's the worst buy on the platform right now, which is why not to change the subject, but you know, I got an email yesterday saying I was one of, I think 400 lucky people chosen to be able to have the privilege of spending $500 to buy this new legendary WNBA pack. And my honest answer is I ain't got no more money to put into the (laughs) WNBA product because every penny I've invested in the WNBA product, although I kind of like it, and I've learned to really appreciate women's basketball in part because of the experience. This shit is so deep in the red. Like what, what am I going to spend another $500 for, for another legendary moment that 20 people are going to want? Like it, it just doesn't add up anyway. You know, I, I think that's a great, good point. And it, it is interesting though, that they're doing this invite only pack thing. I do find that kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. it's hard to be testing things right now in this ecosystem because you don't have a healthy economy you don't have a healthy balance of buyers and sellers you just have an extreme amount of selling pressure and not a whole lot of buyers a whole lot of people that are like you said sort of in that direction of revolt in that direction of apathy like i don't think we're fully there but look at the data look at the week over week over the last week we have 5500 sellers we have 4100 buyers the median sale price is two dollars sales over 500 dollars 84 84 sales on the entire platform for $500 moments. It's a 32% decline week over week. So what, you know, these, and those are for, for NBA moments. Now we're talking about new $500 WNBA moments. There's only 84 people in the entire platform who bought severely, severely discounted moments for $500 or more over the last week. The numbers right. don't lie. They don't lie. And, uh, it's because of the fear. It's the fear and the uncertainty and the doubt. It's the FUD. I mean, the FUD has become uh, a different, you know, the people say FUD in, in like a different way nowadays, almost to like put down other people, stop fudding my bags or things like that. But in reality, the origin of the term FUD, it's like you're scared and you don't know what to expect and you're, you're afraid. And so you're just like, forget it, I'm out. And um, obviously we're seeing quite a bit of that right now. And, you know, again, we, there's not much we can say about that. Like if, if people don't want to risk for the long term, then, then they're not going to. And, uh, and we're going to see this data trend downward. Um, but, and again, if we're going to simp like Irene over there, it's like, I feel like it wouldn't take that much. Um, well, maybe I take that back. I mean, for, for it to turn around, well, that's a good question. Are there any like quick wins? I don't I don't know that there are honestly quick wins to turn around because I think at the end of the day, you need a healthy economy, which means you need a lot of buyers. But why how are you going to get a lot of buyers if if the average price and the current price are so far apart, for example, when they go look at the marketplace? Um I'm not as concerned about that, to be honest with you. I think you get more buyers by being where the potential buyers are. We've been talking about it. You got ridiculed for it, right? By by the, the highest echelon of, of decision makers at the product. You got mocked. Um, and listen, we, we all talk about this idea of a kiosk. Like it doesn't have to be a kiosk. Obviously, like it, it's become a meme, right? Like everything in this space is just a, a fucking meme. Um, what is Poker Pro saying? Um, 
But someone actually had a good point on Twitter today, which was um, like, imagine, and you may have even commented on this tweet, which was like, imagine if you could somehow connect to the people who attended games. And I know you've said, you've said something like this before about being in the stadium. SMS. Listen, when I go to games, I get messaged from the team every game. Every, every time the Nets win, I get an email saying Nets won, buy some shit. Uh, Every time I go to a Hawks game, I get an email saying, how'd you like the game? They had me fill out a survey. I went to Charlotte last week. Shout out to to the the Hive, right? That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they sent me to a game. I'm actually going back to Charlotte again uh, this Saturday. They're doing a tailgate and, a, and another game. Uh, I'm I'm loving all these opportunities to connect with with some really dope people and all these communities. But the teams know when you're at the game. Like the teams are connected into Ticketmaster. They know when you have tickets. So if if there were partnerships in place with Ticketmaster, with the NBA teams, with the NBA as a whole. 20,000 people sitting in an arena can get an SMS in the beginning of the game that says, keep an eye out. There's going to be a moment of the night tonight, the best moment. Maybe even yeah. you can get the fans to vote during the game. Pick the moment that you like best from the night. And then at the end of the game, you get a text message saying, do you want to own this moment? You don't have to know what an NFT is. You don't have to know what NBA Top Shot is. You don't have to have the context of February 2021 when people came in and spent $1,000 for things that are currently worth $10. You don't have to have any of that preconceived bullshit that we all went through. None of that matters in that moment in time. All that matters is a team that you love, a player that you love, a moment that just happened in in the game that you just watched and saw. You could own that, even if you don't understand digital ownership. I think a lot of people would say yes. They would get that text message. They'd say, yeah, I want to own that digital collectible. That sounds fun. I bought a fucking bobblehead for $20. Why wouldn't I want to buy the game winner from Matt Ryan when he was before he was cut by the Lakers, you know, several weeks ago. And that seems to be such low hanging fruit, such an easy way to communicate with basketball fans in basketball venues, watching basketball in the moment when contextually relevant things are happening. I don't know why they haven't gone that route. To me, that's how you go mass. To me, that's how you develop a reputation within basketball circles. To me, that's how you show the NBA that you're a a viable partner and you're investing in them and you want to add to the overall experience of fans in seats paying good money to watch games. And yeah, I think that's that's how you build out a platform like this. And there's obviously so many other things that I think are are important and vital, but that's such an easy, easy um, win that's so scalable. 2,000 or 20,000 fans every game. 82 games a season, 30 team, like the numbers start to get real big, real fast. And yeah, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, you know, celebrating how low the entry point is now for grails. Yeah. I mean, for people like me, that sucks. Cause what does that mean? That means I'm really underwater and all this shit I bought, but so be it. We're not going to go back in time. We have to move forward. So at the very least, what we can do now is what they did back in February of 21 unintentionally. Let's bring more people into the ecosystem. Like when we came in, Instead, when we came in, we had to pay exorbitant prices. Now they get to pay very low prices, comparably speaking, and lean into the experience. I mean, the experience isn't in its final form. We all know that there's a lot more that they have to do. But if you can just distill it down to its simplest form, moments that matter in the context of the NBA, especially giving you the opportunity to own moments from the games that you attend, I think that's a very easy sell to people who are already paying to go those games and already love the moments that are happening on the court in front of them. To me, that's the easiest first best step to begin to gain relevancy in basketball circles, to reach fans who otherwise don't give a fuck about NFTs or any of the shit that we've gotten ourselves all wrapped up in, and then move forward from there. That's the starting point. 
whether yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. There's obviously some kind of roadblocks or there must be just so many moving parts that are, is making this so difficult. Although I do remember that in the off season, it was a WNBA game and people were geeking out because they were handing out postcards. Remember? I think it was the WNBA all-star game actually. And everyone in the crowd was getting like postcards about rip your next pack on NBA top shot or something like that. So it is something that seems so obvious um, that I'm sure there's some reasons why it's harder than it Shut up, is happening. What's PB saying? <laughs> talking uh, shit about austin and i'm just not gonna uh, stand for it yeah i did see some shit talking to austin i i, I would highly highly heavily disagree i think austin is one of the few people that commentate and, and communicate on twitter and show that they understand the culture of, austin's and, one of the of purest basketball. basketball people on the planet his roots to basketball from slam magazine on down are are unquestioned he's a basketball historian he's he's an incredible storyteller he's got an eye for the game he wants to be a part of building what the community wants to see built. Don't don't fuck with Austin. I'm just it just don't fuck with Austin. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't blame Austin for for any issues. I mean, people want to blame Austin because they think, "Oh, but Austin's like minting moments." No, it's not Austin that's minting moments. Austin is literally just making a catalog of moments and saying, "These moments are super cool. If you decide to mint moments, like this is what I would mint." And whoever's printing the mint machine that's the person you should probably direct your. It, it's not even the mint machine. I've gone on record in the past. I'm less concerned about supply than most, especially at the common tier. I could give a fuck about it. It's the game around the moments that's ruining the moments. It's forcing people to buy the lowest common denominator of every player in order to play the game. It's that. And it's also the fact that right now it's just a transactional platform. There's nothing to do with the moments except buy them and sell them. There's nothing else to do. That's not Austin's department. Austin is not building the product. Austin is selecting the plays that help best tell the story of basketball season by season. He needs a product team around him that's going to invest in empowering people to do something with these moments. They said digital collectibles is better than physical collectibles because your physical collectibles sit in a box in your basement. Where do our Top Shop moments sit? I have 3,000 Top Shop moments. I don't know where they are. They're just in a fucking I don't need there. I don't know where they are. I can't find them. <laughs> they have these half-assed showcases that they launched probably as a beta product, you know, three years ago. They haven't evolved from how to do anything with these moments. There's no way to show them off. There's no way to catalog them. You know, when we were kids collecting basketball cards, it was about putting things in binders by team, by player. We can put stuff on, on shelves. There's no shelf. There's nowhere to do anything with the moments. So they lose their luster. The other thing is that's also out of Austin's control is there's no sound on these moments. These are moments that capture iconic plays in NBA history, but there's no context within the moments themselves. We have no game audio. We have no retrospective from the players involved. We have no post game news, uh, you know, news coverage of, of, of why that moment mattered. There's nothing. It, it's absent. So yeah, he can pick the best plays in the world, but if you don't support him with the infrastructure and the technology and the product know-how to make these moments pop and to allow us to do things with them besides just buy them and sell them, then what the fuck are we supposed to do? Yeah, although, there's, there's so hold on, there's a few comments that we need to show. First of all, you said beta. Beta. Second of all, uh, McScrewdriver brings up a good point, which is like, it's it's easy. It's hard, oh, what should I say? Like, 
when things were going well, I know PP won't let me say the February 21 word, but when things were going well, people didn't give a shit about any of that, right? It's mm -hmm. only now. It's only now that because things aren't going well, because the market is trending down, then it's like, well, where's the audio on the moments? When meanwhile, yeah. you know, but but I can't disagree that audio on moments does make it a better uh, experience. And I know Colton, who sometimes in this chat, he did a whole, he does like a whole thread of those things when like the legendaries yeah, come out. And it's, they're incredible. I love he adds, stuff, yeah. he adds like the post game interview onto it as well. Like it's unbelievable. Um, but like Mike Sorarian says he would drop 34,534 ETH tomorrow if sound was back. So I like that. That's, that sounds good. Mike Sorarian doesn't have 34 ETH, <laughs> let alone 34,534 ETH. I know for a fact what he's getting from so rare. It ain't that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. He's just, he's just trolling. Mike's so trolling. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyhow, uh, no, the, the answer to that is quite simple. It was a hype cycle. Of course it was. Money and was it, falling from the trees. No, yeah. Nobody came in for any of the quote unquote right reasons. Not that that's real anyway. That's, that's bullshit. People came in because money was fucking falling from the sky. It was growing yeah. on the trees. You'd be a fucking imbecile not to want in at that point. Of course, yep. nobody knew at that point that they already had plans in place to switch up the entire supply, switch up the entire economy and go from 7,500 um, count moments to 40,000 count moments and all these other sets and all these others. Like nobody knew any of that. Um, but yeah, no, nobody came in because they wanted to be a card collector in February of 21. People came in because they thought they were going to get rich. That's why we all came in. That's why I came in. I thought it was going to be my kid's college fund because that's what Roham and all of them were out there on Twitter saying. KD run it back is going to hold value way better than a board ape. We heard all that stuff. The stock market of the NBA, it was a money product. They've pivoted. Top Shot has pivoted. Dapper has pivoted. They don't want it to be an investment platform. They used words early on in early 21 that this was quite literally an investment product. That's why we got in. The people who have stayed, we understand it's not an investment anymore. That's been made crystal clear. They say it's a collectibles platform, but nothing they're doing is leaning into this being a collectible. Right now, it's just this weird Frankenstein game where this very, very nice cordial smart man who used to be a lawyer every day decides what moments in the catalog are going to win and lose on any given day and that's the game they call it matt bingo in vip that's not a sustainable strategy so it's a frankenstein science experiment right now nobody knows what it is nobody knows how to enjoy it how to capitalize on it and that's kind of where we're at yeah and I do remember Cam saying making money was a bug, not a feature. I do remember when Jacob said that in an interview with the judge. Um, and the other thing too, is that you're talking about the challenges and how the challenges are not ideal and this and that. And and you can see it because of how few people are participating. I mean, in the thumbnail for this video, it was a Steph Curry challenge, which I don't know how many people participated in that, but it wasn't hundred. many. And then it was that uh, Rising Stars challenge, which was a real head scratcher, which you're basically burning way more money than what your particular, what your possible reward would be. Somehow 10 people still did it. I don't know who those people are. I'd love to talk to them. I'd love to have 10, those 10 people on screen right now. That'd be wonderful. Uh, but yeah, so the challenges for that reason. And, and also, again, it's like when you have a messed up market, it affects everything. It's, it's kind of like, uh, where's that soft face piece of shit? Hold on. Here he is. It's kind of like this motherfucker. You know, it's like <laughs> contagion. It's contagion. It touches everything. It affects everything. So if the, if the market isn't healthy, 
then the challenges and the res- the challenge rewards aren't healthy and the pack drops aren't healthy. And, you know, like, so it's a really, it's like a chicken and the egg scenario right now where like you have to somehow fix the, the sentiment and fix the market and then it will affect all the other things. Because so right now, this idea no one of like does challenges. Fixing sentiment, you can't fix sentiment, right? Like that's a Jay, Jay, it's the people on Twitter's you, fault. You, you can't make <laughs> upset people happy, right? All you end up doing then is you just come across as condescending and, and tone deaf. I mean, to be honest with you, I give I give a lot of the mods and the community managers a ton of credit, but all they do is they dip in and out of these different v, uh, uh, Discord chats, and they're like, hey, how's the sentiment today? Hey, what's everybody thinking about today? And it's like, dude, the same shit as yesterday. The same, same shit as last week. The same shit as a month ago. The same shit as three months ago. There's still a lot of people in this community who are still waiting for a viable explanation, going back to what I think PPE said earlier. Why did people like the judge? Who I, I got mad respect. Why did he get five hollows? Like, how did that happen? How did Zakarian get my series one run it backpack that I earned through last year's flash challenge competition? All of these missteps, all of these things that continue to deteriorate trust. Yeah. Almost none of them have been fully answered or explained. We don't have a path forward or an expectation of what's coming next. So you're not going to change sentiment until you go back to the very foundation of this entire product and tell people what is happening, what has happened. Let's have a full assessment of what's happened to date. How did we get here? What are our actual plans moving forward? What are our schedule events, our, our, our key moments in time over the course of the next three to six to 12 to 18 months that we have in our sites that are going to help us get from where we are today to where we want to go? You need to flesh this out for people. People have to have something to believe in, something to look forward to, not just these like little... Uh, you know, kind of cloak and dagger pieces of commentary, these one-liners, these wait and see, like, you know, chestnut checkers, don't lock this, don't lock that. Like, that's what we get from them. So it's got nothing to do with how do we change sentiment. The way to change sentiment is to be clear and coherent and have a strategy and articulate that strategy and continue to keep people apprised of what you're doing. Nobody needs to see how the sausage is baked. I don't need to know how my cell phone works. I just want the cell phone to work. It's the same thing here. Nobody needs to really look under the, the hood and, and see what Oz is doing behind his, his, his fucking, uh, what, like Curtain. people just want to know what is happening, like articulate it clearly. But, you know, listen, you and I both know, nobody knows. Nobody on the inside exactly is sure of what they're building towards. I think there's tons of turmoil still within Dapper. You know, we've seen a lot of commentary being shared out by people we both like and respect that talks about the financial implications of getting a valuation at a certain number um, seeing your market cap decline precipitously and how that may affect you know, a company's ability to do business. You have to maybe repay, repay certain loans that have taken place. Like there's expectations financially that maybe they won't be able to adhere to. So you know, perhaps they had all these wonderful plans and you, know, you have to cut a quarter of your staff. Like I'm sure that gets in the way of doing certain things that were on your radar. So yeah, I think it's just, it's a mess. Like it, it, it's truly a mess right now. Um, we are just yelling in a void. Yes. 100%. Yeah, no. <laughs> we are yelling in a void. I am yelling in a void. We are yelling in a void. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's something up here that I wanted to share and now I can't find it. Oh, there you go. You can buy You can buy the contents of that pack for $18 now. Um, yeah. My $18, Mike. <laughs> it's my $18. 
Uh, all right. So, so you're, you're talking about like winning back trust about being clear about sort of setting expectations. It is, imp- it is interesting actually to see, and I don't follow enough on all day, but I know that they like reconfigured the playbook and yeah. that's it. That's sort of an interesting thing because I, I'm very curious if that somehow flips sentiment because that yeah. would be basically exactly what you're talking about. They shut down the playbook because everyone was complaining. Everyone's value of their accounts going down and they're bringing it back and, and, rejiggering it a little bit and yeah. i don't i don't understand it that clearly i don't know if you're still collecting on all day but it seemed like there's different tiers of rewards depending on what you do you get different tiers i mean whatever if people if that creates trust and such great but again back to here yeah. creating trust creating expectations those are our legendary sets nice and simple then we got our rare sets i what i liked about the rare sets uh, I like that they are getting like minted right, right as they happen. I think that at least gets us closer to like the NBA Twitter culture of as soon as something happens, perhaps we could all like share on it, share it, like talk about it. Maybe that could somehow be implemented into like the Twitter sphere. That would be nice. Um, then double down on it. Allow people to bid on those moments as soon as they're announced coming out. I mean, this this is my idea with having some sort of an activation in NBA arenas while games are happening, or even on TV, whatever. As the moment happens, that's when people are going to want it the most. That's when people are most viscerally connected to it. Simply allowing people to see something printed on the blockchain and then not be able to buy it for three weeks or three months or whatever the time horizon is, largely defeats the purpose of this kind of heightened level of of accessibility to information. I think largely this is an emotional product. People... Any, any kind of, um, you know, relic from, from something that we're personally connected to is, is, is hugely laden on, on emotion. Like we're connected to this thing because we just witnessed it in arena on TV, whatever it means so much to us. I think just seeing it being printed on the blockchain, that's cool. Like, I guess that's, that's an improvement, but I would say go further and give people that want the most the opportunity to get it. I think they've locked themselves into certain constructs that they created for no rhyme or reason in series one. One such construct is we're going to have certain types of packs. You're going to buy certain packs in a queue. You're going to wait in line, or maybe now they're going to be a VIP kind of, uh, you know, you just put in your order and it'll come, you know, via email that you've got, you know, a successful order completed. But all of those constructs that may have worked a couple of years ago, I don't think they work any longer. Allow people to consume the things they want most when they want it most. That's also going to be most likely uh, a way to be a detriment for them to then dump it when they need to get a little bit of liquidity. If we just look at these things as game pieces and not moments in time that are viscerally connected to our passion points, then we're never going to give a fuck about them when times get tough. I need an extra five bucks. I'm going to undercut the floor. But if I was at that game and I saw Matt Ryan and he was three rows in front of me and he hit that game winning shot and he's no longer on the team and I'm a genuine diehard Laker fan and I had the opportunity to get that moment the next day or the next two days or whatever, I think there's going to be a lot less likelihood that I'm then going to be eagerly on the marketplace trying to dump that and everything else in my collection when times get tough. I'm going to see the intrinsic value in this shit that Jacob and them have been talking about for months now. But right now, they're not giving any reason to see the intrinsic value in things because it's also transactional. And it's all, yeah. you know, buy it, buy it on our terms, not when you want it most, not when it's going to matter most to you. It's just a total miss. I don't know who's making these decisions, but it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I feel you there. I do feel like people need to um, 
connect a bit more with this stuff for it to really hold value. If it's just like a piece in the game and that's dropping in value, then, and again, contagion back to contagion when everything is on fire. I also don't know how much people are going to be enthusiastically holding on to that Matt Ryan shot when, if everything's on fire, but anyway, uh, I do like that they're switching it up a little bit. I like that. I like this video game set. That is very interesting to me. Um, because again, this is like, they're, they're trying to tell the story, weave the tapestry of the NBA season. I know we talked about this with Ben, like, uh, I think last week or two weeks ago, whatever. I do feel like they're doing a better job at that. At the same time, we, these counts are still probably too high for how many active users are on the website. You know, it's like, again, it's these two competing things happening at the same time. They are a business that has to make its money. I know we've talked about other ways that we would wish and pray that they could make funds, make millions of dollars by Nike partnering with like Coca-Cola and whoever else and Nike sneakers and whatever. Like I, it just seems so obvious. The other hand, we also know that they're like limited on staff right now. They just cut a quarter of their staff. So there's a, it's like, it's such a tough situation right now because that would at least save us from 888 circulation rare things you know and and this wnba pack too like i'm very curious how successful that's going to be in this contagion market of ours at the moment i wouldn't i'm not super optimistic but anyhow um and the throwdown set logo does kind of look like a cat's butthole let's be honest um anyhow yeah it's true <laughs> i've got two cats every time they walk past me they make a point to like sit right in front of my face stare at my asshole Stare at your asshole? No, that's what they tell me. They say, hey, schmuck, go feed me food, <laughs> then give me a snack, then pet me until I bite you, then stare at my asshole. That is kind of what, what cats like to do. They they uh, like to make you stare at their asshole. Um, yeah. Anyhow, common, like a common sets, base set, we got the spotlight set, I mean, whatever. It's trying to tell the story. At the end of the day, again, it's not about the sets. And and the the first Mint Twitter account actually talked about this, and I replied to it. It's like, are you guys worried about how many sets are being released? It no. doesn't matter how many sets are being released. It, that is such a non-issue. It's not, not about the, the the sets that are being released. It's about the total circulation and how many people are buying up that circulation. If there's no new money, just like our, our friend Joey Bat said on the show, if the new money isn't in the marketplace to pick up those new moments, that is all it comes down to. It doesn't matter if it's a, a few legendaries. It doesn't matter if it's thousands of base moments. There has to be enough interest in that to have a healthy economy to be able to say, here, here's a bunch more product. Here's a bunch well, more product. Well, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's well, also, I mean, that's my simple version. But but the, the parts that you're leaving out is the dilutive nature of new supply, right? Okay, true. It, it's not just the supply being the problem in and of itself. It's that all new supply essentially renders previous supply useless. So then why yeah. have it if they're both game pieces on the same game board and serve the exact same function, right? So that, that's obviously one huge problem that, that Justin, um, with all of his economic background, still apparently hasn't been able to figure out. Um, and then it, it's, uh, shit, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, oh, it, it, it's the game. It's the game itself. I, I hate to keep harping on, on Flash challenges, but... They struck gold with Flash Challenges last year because it became the impetus of engagement on the platform. And I think at that point, they decided to double down. We're officially no longer a collectibles platform, no matter whatever 
um, you know, mouth service they've given us since were a game. This is a game and this is the core pillar of the game. And the way the game currently functions is a typically you need the least expensive version of something to play. And you typically now need to burn stuff that we already told you to lock. So like the construct, the rules of the game, I think is what's preventing any sort of forward momentum. It's pushing people out and it's not allowing new people to come in. Again, I'm less concerned about the number of sets. I'm less concerned about um, the, the level of supply, especially at the common tier, because unless Top Shot intentionally gave value to moments that should otherwise be valueless, nobody would care about the common supply. We all largely ignore it and we'd focus on the stuff that matters most. But because of the construct of the game they've played, you've been better off investing in the common stuff that should be worthless than the super scarce stuff that should be the growls of the platform. It's all happening in reverse time and time again. Right. And obviously because they want this to be a collectibles platform, it's kind of not at the moment. Uh, and, and also it's like, how do you stop minting stuff of great players season after season? That's another problem. Like it, it should be in a way where you have to earn it by burning the previous, like that should be the only way to get the next version of but the these new player. are product problems. You can have this level of supply, but if you have a robust product solution, there should be ways to combine moments from series one and series two and series three and series 10 and series 15, and it becomes something bigger. And all of a sudden you unlock a photo album or a video album. If you have LeBron James comments from the last 15 years. So maybe in and of themselves, each LeBron common doesn't really mean anything. It isn't really worth much, but if you're a, a loyal collector and you've bought them all, it unlocks this other super special thing that lives on itself. And then that thing with all the other stuff that went into it becomes a valuable item, a memento, something that you can then sell for more than the, the, the combination of the individual parts, right? Like this is not rocket science. You just have to figure out additional ways for these things to matter. Otherwise it's the same shit being churned out every year. Yes. Basketball is a game of highlights. There's never going to not be highlights. That doesn't mean a, that we want to own all the highlights or B that we want every time we buy a new highlight, for it to discredit or devalue the previous highlight we bought. They need to think in a product sense, how do you make these things coalesce and come together? One of the huge mistakes they made, obviously, everybody knows this, is they've already told us sets don't matter anymore. You know, I live streamed, you know, sil in, in a silly way, I live streamed the first ever AMA that I was exposed to in the VIP chat. I was just joking around. I didn't mean to, to share company secrets. I wasn't trying to offend anybody. I just popped in two minutes before it started. And I was like, you know what? This will be fun. I'm going to live stream it as it happens. And I'm kind of like interpreting things that Jacob is saying. But I'm like, you know what? The rest of the people, the minions out there, the the, the minivans, as, as the rich people call us or call them, because I guess I'm kind of straddling the line maybe, um, they deserve to hear what, what the head guy in charge is saying. And one of the comments he made, not verbatim, but I interpreted it was, Sets don't fucking matter anymore. And I got so much heat for it. I got all the DMs from people at Dapper. I deleted it because I didn't want to be a problem child. Um, but yeah, they've made a decision that sets don't matter. So why did I buy the Hustle and Show set last year and then the year before? And then I'm going to buy it again this year. This year's is going to devalue last year's because Matt Bingo one day is going to say you're going to need a LeBron Hustle and Show moment for the Flash Challenge. I've got three LeBron. Why do I need three Hustle and Show LeBron? Like, it doesn't make sense. The game design is so fucking fatally flawed. That's the problem. 
It's not supply. I promise you, supply is not the problem. It's that we don't know what the fuck to do with all the supply that exists because there is nothing to do with it. And each subsequent piece devalues and dilutes the previous piece. The game needs to be thought through. The product needs to evolve so people can do shit with the shit they're buying. Otherwise, there's no point in buying the fucking shit. I mean, at the very least, I like this idea. And it kind of combines this idea you're saying of like, take a bunch of stuff and then it creates something else. And the fact that we have such a glut of like trade tickets on this platform, I, I would love to see massive, massive trade ticket utility. I think that would maybe create some trust, create a little bit of positive momentum. We got to clear out that that glut. We got to clear out that shrapnel. And I think that might make people- And use trade happier. tickets for hacks, not for more moments. Get rid of the crap and give people better crap in return. If that's how you want to burn stuff, I'm all for it. Give people league pass. Let people get non-moment rewards to get some of the excess supply off the platform. That's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. Or even if it's a, a packs that you know you might be able to hit, you might not. I think that is better than um, than just like one for one. Like, oh, you get a rare if you do this many trade tickets or something like that. If it's uh if it's something where it's a pack and you might hit, you might have a terrible pack, that is at least creates a little bit of excitement. And that's kind of like what they were doing with those S1 packs. Problem with those S1 packs now is that you could rip an S1 worth ten dollars and that would just make you really sad. Um well, but I hate I, I hate the way they've done the I hate the locker room stuff. I, I don't believe that that life should be full of freebies. I know it's part of woke culture. Um, you know, I can't afford the nice thing. So give me a chance to get the nice thing for for less. That's like a that, gamble. It's the it's, it's it's a gamble. It's what attracted people for the the duration of this platform. I think some some levels of gambling is fine, but I think turning the entire platform into nothing but gambling, that's what we've seen. Listen, anytime somebody buys a pack, the first thing 90% of the user base wants to do is sell the contents of the pack. Either recuperate their their investment that didn't get them an ROI or best case scenario they get something better and they flip it and they they take their money out. Nobody wants to own these things. There's no reason to own them. That's the culture that they've created. So at a minimum, if the culture that you've now festered is nobody wants to own the good stuff, don't let those people get the good stuff. Use the good stuff to reward people who are actually playing the game, keeping their shit, locking their shit, playing you know, the flash challenges. Hard flash challenges, I have no problem making S1 moments the rewards. Locker packs, where all you have to do is do your $2 scratch off. Here's a piece of shit. Uh, you know, trade ticket moment that I otherwise would never even want. And I can get a hundred dollar or a thousand dollar moment in return and then go on the marketplace, you know, look at whatever Andy has his listed at, go 10% lower than Andy. And then the next person goes 10% lower than me. It's just created this downward spiral. Um, and that's the culture of Top Shot. So on the one hand, I hate when people blame all of Top Shot's ales on the users. I think that's such an ignorant, short-sighted, self-hating uh, viewpoint. Uh, on the other hand, I do admit that a lot of what the users have done because of the culture that's been uh, created uh, by by leadership and by the decisions they've made, um, it's forced users to feel that way. It's forced users to feel such a lack of confidence, such a lack of trust. That trust deficit is so huge that they feel like, you know what, let me just get as much as I can out of this thing that I just scored as quickly as possible because the next decision they make or the next non-decision they make or the next thing they tell us that turns out not to be true is going to make this shit go down in, in value even more. And I don't want to sit around and wait for it. Okay, fair. Listen, we're going to continue the conversation. I do want to share something from our old friend, BetUS. So let me let me just uh, shill that for a second. Is that 
Can you see that? Or that doesn't seem to be working. No, yeah. there it is. So there it is. Here's the link. Um, so for those of you who are here, we'll even play a little bit of music. Let's let's make it like a real ad read. Hold on. All right. I feel like I'm buying a freestyle right now. But there it is. There's the link. It's bit.ly slash Tandy50. This is the Tandy shill. And BetUS is going to give you $50 to bet on whatever you want. No deposit is needed. So if you want to help out the stream a little bit, you want to play around with the free $50, maybe you put it on Japan in the World Cup. Uh, but anyhow, they're giving me this free 50 for anybody who's here or anyone who watches this replay. So... If you want to help out the stream and you want to do a little gambling, go ahead and use the link. I'll put that link in the chat one more time. It's bet.ly slash Tandy50. And Budavane's asking if they take euros. I'm not sure because it's a bet US. Probably not. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's probably workarounds there uh, if you have like a US ad- address of some or something like that. However, I think this is ideally for the United States citizens. Uh Lloyd, do they accept flow? I'm guessing not. Uh, anyhow, so that's the ad read. Hopefully, they'll stick around for more ad reads because that benefits all of us if that happens. And we can still keep complaining about Top Shot, but at least uh, get a little, a few dollars out of it. So I got no that, complaints for BetUS. There you go. Shout so out BetUS, one of the best betting platforms on the planet as far as I'm concerned. There you go. So $50. You don't have to deposit anything. Previously, they gave me a deposit bonus, which is also available. But if you want to go play around $50, go go say that Messi's going to score two goals or go bet on the Kings or do whatever you want. But there you go. Bit.ly slash Tandy 50. Okay. Hey, Tandy, all these people that are currently in the chat, I remember a, a couple of weeks ago, we were getting the, the donations coming in for the channel. People were subscribing. <laughs> they were buying you a cup of coffee. I don't know if yeah. any of these guys did that. I know I, I have to believe we're entertaining them at least a little bit, you know, giving them something to commiserate with. I'm just saying, hey, chat, this guy, he lives in Portugal. He can't afford to live in America anymore. <laughs> Find it in your heart during this holiday season. $5 here, $15 there, 20 euros. I don't even know what that means. Um Hook a brother up, you know. You, T- Tandy's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. Uh, yeah, I understand, Jeb. You and me both, brother. Yeah, um, I think I think this is probably the case for most of the people yeah, in, the, in this wrong. chat. Um, wrong. Just somebody, anybody. Go. Just it'll warm my heart if if somebody gives a shout out to to Tandy in, in the way of uh, a monetary contribution. Anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, yeah. Jay. That's very kind. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, so we have a few more topics. Look at that. We got a super sticker. Look at that. Boom. Look what you did, Jay. Boom. Surf- Boom. Surface to air missile. Surface Boom. to air missile. Boom. Thank Somebody's got to beat that air missile. Somebody's got to one up <laughs> surface to air missile. I appreciate. I appreciate. It. So surface to air missile was just like quietly watching in the chat, didn't comment a thing, and then just gives the super chat. That's a that's it's always pretty the kind. quiet ones. Always the quiet one. Very, very, very friendly. Thank you. Um, so there's a couple other things I thought we could talk about. First of all, someone was saying something about La Liga. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you remember when La Liga released their packs, but there were people that were not super pumped about that either. Those were like $200 packs. Yeah. Um, and someone was saying like the marketplace on La Liga is not doing so hot either. Have you have you heard about anything about this? Listen, I'm an ignorant American 
Um, you, you put me in front of a, I, I, we actually went to a, a soccer match in Atlanta. I don't, do you call it a match? Do you call it a game? I don't know what you call it. Um, it was the most boring two hours <laughs> of my life. Um, I, I can't do soccer. Like I, I'm going to bars and people are watching the world cup and I know it's like, you know, national pride. I hate it. So I'm definitely not the audience for soccer. Yes. Football, I guess is how you guys say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It ain't for me. Um, no, am I surprised? Of course not. Listen, people who bought into the Dapper Sports ecosystem, they started with Top Shot. They lost, they lost their shirt. They went into all day. You know, I, I got mad love for for Dave and and AJ and the all day team. I think I think they're pivoting and they're they're doing some great shit. But how how many sports products can there be for a community of five thousand people? Like, there's only so much money to go around. Nobody's making this this magical internet money anymore, at least for now. Um, so no, it, it it's. They're rushing out a lot of products for a very small user base who's deeply in the red. I can't see these things thriving until and unless there's huge customer acquisition um, yep. and, and you know, uh, a level of confidence in, in what's happening here. So, no, I'm not surprised. So here's the secret. Surface 2 Air Missile. He's not into Top Shot. Good on you. <laughs> yes, good on you. <laughs> but he's an OG from So Rare, and he's gotten into So Rare NBA. So that explains it. That's why he's got that that fast and easy cash just hanging around. Um, but to make a little matchmaking here, Surface 2 Air Missile, uh, you should definitely check out Noam. Here he is in the chat. He puts out some content about Brilliant. Uh, So Rare, and as does Mike Sorarian on the team hold channel as does actually Jeb Bush. So you've got a, yeah, few... but Noam is actually brilliant. There you go. Noam's getting the flowers today. Yeah. Noam is brilliant. And so go, go look up Noam, subscribe to his channel. He puts out content regularly about building your so rare NBA lineup and so rare NBA, by the way, there's a, there is a product that is continually showing off some new stuff. And, it's easy for them to do so. I mean, they they did today. They said there's going to be new challenges. There's going to be challenges that are no cap, no yeah. cap, as the kids like to say. Uh, so it's going to be all, all the best players you have, like as high as you want, Luca and Giannis and LeBron all on the same team. And the other one is going to be as low as you can, I think. So super low cap and super yeah. high cap competition. So even if like the majority of the people aren't going to place – if we're talking about the common stuff, right? But it's still incredibly engaging. And if you want to talk about customer acquisition, I know you were talking about this last week about how many people were playing in those common tournaments and in those limited tournaments, et cetera. We, I think we looked at the numbers, whatever challenges were going on last week, we had like 400 people in our challenge. They had like 75,000 people yeah. in their challenge. Here's the thing with, with So Rare. They know who they are. They, exactly. They've got a tried and true recipe. There's, there's complete and utter clarity about what you are buying into when you buy into so rare, especially on the NBA product. You get to play GM, you get to buy NFTs of players that you believe in because they're undervalued, because they're great players, because they're your favorite players. Week after week, you get to select whichever players you want to put into your game. So it's very similar to DFS, except you own the players and you can play GM. You can decide which players from your uh, arsenal of players that you want to input into your lineups. They have a multitude of different lineups, like you said, uh, different uh, different opportunities to win. Um, they also have a, a a free version, right? Which I think is is incredibly integral for a lot of products today. Thank you, PPE. Um, yeah, we got Budafane uh, also gave some love. We got PPE showing some love. Thank you guys, appreciate. I, pre that. I appreciate kind. you guys on behalf of of, of Tandy. Um, 
so yeah, I, I think it, it's a very different experience, but they're so coherent and clear in what they are. They continue to release new features and new new product offerings. Um, and you know, they don't belittle their customers. They don't go on Twitter and, and mock their users. <laughs> like they're just a professional company. Like we've all grown accustomed to, to working with throughout enti- our entire lives as customers and consumers and sports fans. So it doesn't surprise me, surprise me in the least bit that they continue to gain traction. Um, I've met with a lot of the guys over there. They're smart. They're, they're enterprising. Um, they have great relationships with athletes. Um, so yeah, if, if you like daily fantasy sports, if you like playing GM, if you like picking lineups and if you're good at it, or if you just follow brilliant people like Noam, um, then yeah, it's a, it's a dope experience. Yeah. So Noam's saying right there this week, there's 8,177 in limited contender. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's a nice number. It's not mind blowing, but that's a nice number. It's a, it, if you compare it to the top shot numbers, I guess we don't really know. We don't. We don't know what we could compare that to because no, I that's the paid. That's the paid version of the SoRare product. I know exactly what we can compare it to. Let's just go to the challenge screen. Um, uh, recently can, uh, completed the uh, the Bam out of bio challenge last night because why not? That's what I do. And there were two hundred and fifty one participants. Yeah, uh, two hundred and fifty one. Uh, but I think 8, again, that, that's more, that's more so because people are just saying that reward is just going to get undercut to death and it's still, it's still going to be worth less than the moments. I think that's a bigger reason, yeah, but it's a guaranteed too. reward. The 8,000 people that are paying to play this so rare game, only a select few of them are going to get anything worthwhile, right? Sure. But Not they can keep using those, Every but they can keep using those moments. Would. Yeah. I mean, still like the, the, the numbers are quite different. I think the value prop is also quite different. Um, they know why they're playing the game. That, that's the bottom line. You know why you're playing the so rare game. You know what the rules are going in. You know what the rewards are. They're not making it up on the fly. They're not spinning a wheel. They're not saying, you know what, this week I want people to burn, uh, you know, playoff moments from the Memphis Grizzlies. So I'm going to construct a challenge that literally makes sure that people burn Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, come to think of it, we actually told them to lock those Memphis Grizzlies playoff moments three months ago because chestnut checkers. So we're going to actually create a challenge specifically designed to get people to buy the thing that they've already locked just so they could burn it tonight to play our game. It's yeah, it's so contrived. It's not sustainable. Yeah. They got, they got to adjust. Definitely. Um, So we have a little offer here. So Tandy NFT is going to send a Tatum if you want to do a duck race. So why don't we do a little duck race, change it up a little bit. Uh, The, Hashtag is so simp. Put in hashtag so simp. Uh, we'll continue our conversation. And if you want to get your duck in the race, go hashtag so simp. And why don't we play that simp video again? Because I know Jay likes it. Where is it? Here it is. Where is it? There we go. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> no, Noam's adding in a, a 40k Anthony Simons for a second race. All right. So, so simp. We'll get, we'll see how many ducks we can get into this race. Uh, let's see here. Nightbot's got to add up those names for me. So, it's a little slow. So, we'll, we'll go back to that in a second. Um, what else you got for me, Jay? 
What else you got for me? Anything interesting that you're seeing in the NBA? Are you feeling defeated by the fact that the Celtics are just a well-oiled machine? I mean, I must say, I'm a, I'm a little concerned that they're such a well-oiled machine this early into the season. That definitely scares me. I wish this was yeah. later into the season. Um, but what, what you, you got any NBA takes? Tatum's an excellent regular season player. Uh, mm, oh, look at that little little. What, what do you call those? <laughs> What's that? Um, when you give like a compliment, but it's sort of an underhanded one. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing, <laughs> listen, I think we're seeing a lot of life out of Brooklyn. I think Kevin Durant is having a resurgent season. Um, he's fucking unstoppable. Uh, he, he's definitely uh, outperforming where I thought he would be this year. Um, Got to give it to Ben Simmons. You know, he's had a, a, a several game stretch where it looks like he actually wants to play basketball. I have no idea what got into him. I think Devin Booker maybe broke up with, with uh, the Jenner girl and maybe that brought Ben Simmons, you know, some joy. I don't know. That could be part of it. Um, so, you know, I'm happy with what's happening in Brooklyn. I think the Lakers are getting their shit together a little bit, you know, surprisingly LeBron is looking fantastic the last few games. Um, AD, you know, as long as he's not injured, he's doing his thing. Um, Westbrook, I think, you know, he's, he's settling into a role. So I think the Lakers are, are hopefully going to come back and, and make a little noise. I think similar to the Warriors, you know, if Ben was on, I'd, I'd give it to him. I think Steph has to be top three MVP candidate right now. I think he's, yeah. he's balling out of his mind. Um, so you got to love what you're seeing there. Um, I love what Booker is doing. I've, I've always been a big Devin Booker fan. He gets so much hate, you know, for like the Luca stuff. And, you know, he's a whiner and he's a flopper and all that shit. I think Devin Booker is one of the most talented basketball players I've ever seen. And he's just fucking beasting it right now. Um, so happy about that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Luca, Luca is doing magical things. Joker, Jan, I, I think basketball is so great. Uh, basketball is as good as it's been in, in a very long time. We have so many great storylines, so many great superstars, some nice budding rivalries. Um, you know, we've got the overperforming teams, which hopefully, you know, the Spurs and, and the Jazz, they'll come back down to life because nobody wants to see them win. You know? No, they're not going to. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I think hoops is, is fantastic, which makes, you know, the, the earlier conversation about top shot that much more um, kind of depressing because like basketball is so great right now. Basketball is always so great, but, yeah. I think we're we're in we're in this era of like we have amazing fucking players. Zion, Zion's balling out of his mind. He's, he's unstoppable. Um, you know, you got Ja and yeah, there, there's so many great players, there's so many dope teams. You got like the rookies on Indy. Um, yeah, basketball is is phenomenal. It's it's the best soap opera ever created. So as of right now, where do you think the Nets end up at the end of the season? Like ranking wise? No, like in the playoff playoff uh seed. <sighs> I think they're going to make some moves. I don't think they're going to the playoffs with their current roster. Um, whether that means Kyrie goes, uh, I, I think I think the ship has sailed on Durant. I think if we were talking a few weeks ago, I still would have thought I wouldn't have been shocked if Durant got moved by, you know, by midseason. But but not anymore. Like he he's just what he's doing right now is just too special. Uh, I would not be surprised if if Kyrie got dealt. I also would not be surprised if Ben Simmons got dealt, especially if he can keep his shit together. Um, and, and can keep contributing the way he, he knows how to. Um, I, I think, you know, there some of their guys like Joe Harris are completely underperforming on the flip side. I think Utah, uh, I love that dude. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the Nets make a move or two. Um, and I think, I think they can break into, I think they can break into the top four. I think at their best, they, they can, they can beat teams like Cleveland. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Celtics will obviously regular season they'll finish you know in front of them. 
Um, but, uh, you know, you never know what happens. Even there. though the Celtics swept them in the playoffs last year, you're still yeah. feeling good about a Nets-Celtics matchup. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, listen, e- even the Nets as currently constituted, KD, Kyrie, a resurgent Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton. That's, that's asking a lot. Was, yeah, it's asking <laughs> a lot, especially for Kyrie to keep his head straight. Um, I think some of their younger guys, some of their bench players, even you know Seth Curry is 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 getting his his groove back a little bit. He's had some good games. Hell yeah, I would still absolutely take the Nets in a series against the Celtics. Market. All right, All right. Uh, YouTube editor, remind me to clip this. All right, so let's uh, let's let's get to that deck race real quick. Let's get to that duck race. This is for a Jason Tatum moment. Not sure which one that is. Is it going to be a sixty point? moment that's worth two dollars unfortunately maybe that'll be the one uh but let's go ahead oops we don't want it that way uh superluminal you just did you did you just enter super superluminal you did didn't you all right hold on let me make sure you're in there this always happens superluminal in here no there we go superluminal all right let's do it let's do it let's do our duck race here we go let's zoom it in a little bit all right, this is for the Jason Tatum. On your mark, get set. Okay, here we go. It's beak and beak. Everyone's pretty close right now. Budavain, though, he's got the Superman outfit and the nice cereal. Number one cereal for Budavain. That's got to feel pretty good. Got to be feeling pretty good with that. But Poker Pro Eric is in the lead for just a second. Now he's not. Budavain is in the lead with the Superman outfit. Stan loves those in Naked Duck. No, no. No lead for you, Stan Laws. But here comes Jericho, the walls of Jericho. Number seven, Cristiano Ronaldo's number. Go Portugal in the World Cup. Jay does not enjoy the World Cup. Yogi is in front, though, with his heart tattoos. Naked body with heart tattoos. That's looking pretty good so far. Yogi is about to zen himself to the front. But here comes, who is that? Soul bro? Soul bro from Korea. Soul Bro with his lucky number 13 and his medical gear takes the win. Congratulations, Soul Bro. You rugged Poker Pro Eric, and everyone in the chat is probably happy about that. So, <laughs> congratulations to Soul Bro. Soul Bro, give your uh, top shot name there in the chat, and Tandy NFTs will send you your Jason Tatum moment. So there it goes. TS is Soul Bro One, just like the name here. And it looks like I actually can't tell who that baseball player is, but Soul Bro One. Uh, Soul Bro, he bets that you simp for the Irene Dow. So let's show that again. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. That kind of reminds me of the early days of Top Shot when we first came in. Remember they had all those like the hot girls doing all the videos yeah, and stuff? Yeah, you're right. Oh my god, I remember that. I remember there was that girl too, girl. Um, and he, she, yeah, there's so many of them. There were the girls that would send nudes for 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 moments. Can you imagine yeah, if they just I held on to the moments? I, I somehow missed the boat on that. I heard people <laughs> talking about it. Because that's when the cheapest moment on the platform was like $35 for like a worthless 15K, Um, you know, and, and who knows, maybe they were collecting some like 
hundred dollar ish Smith S ones. Hopefully Something they tells me that those nudes for, for moments, like they were all multi-accounters. Like it was library, right? <laughs> like it was library with like his eight accounts where he was pulling naked pictures of chicks off the internet. And yeah. Yeah. Crypto babe, crypto babe. That was like the ultimate story because, because crypto babe, I believe that was a real person. Cause I remember she was on the first mint before and okay. then she did like her doge NFT thing. And, th and okay. that actually did very, very well. Um, and now no one's ever heard from her again. Hmm. And then there's Top Shot Babe. Yes, Top Shot Babe was the one who was a completely fake account and uh, had all these photos of the girl. I mean, it's so easy to do that. Like people are just so gullible. They're just, they're just so starving That's for true. like human attention. I even heard about this OnlyFans stuff. Like, so there's a very um, what's the word for him? Uh, you know, this Andrew Tate guy, right? Yeah. So some pe a lot of people hate him, but yeah. one of the ways that he made his money is through like, they, they basically have like only fans farms in a way where they mm. have all these beautiful young girls or whatever. And uh, these women, um, they, they attract all these guys through their only fans accounts. And then they have it down to like a business. And yeah. I think I heard too, that all, what a lot of they do is they hire like people in Bangladesh or like Philippines to send all these promiscuous messages back and forth. Cause that's what these like horny guys are paying for on OnlyFans. So each his own. I got, I got no beef with capitalism. That's, that's the truest form of capitalism. <laughs> you understand what you're buying. They understand what they're selling. If that's what you want to do, go for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Corey is talking about, I think crypto babe. Listen, I don't know. I never saw crypto babe's face. I can't, I don't What's know. What's your face yeah. look like Corey? <laughs> exactly don't throw motherfucking uh, stones brother <laughs> she made her bag and left i mean to what however her face is looking she's sitting very very pretty i mean i'm she probably made millions of dollars off that doge drop I'm, the timing was perfect what can you say uh all right oh she did she got bought out from doge pound apparently we think she was kidnapped what is this this the the plot thickens what's going on here listen if ppe is going to talk about kidnapping i think we have a suspect that's <laughs> true and ppe don't give yourself away no. uh right okay so i think we had one more duck race if you guys want to do it for an anthony simons 4k <laughs> why don't you just give it to the second place finisher all right you know what why don't we do um why don't we do the Streamyard version where is that the Streamyard giveaway we'll do it one more time we'll we'll juice the algorithm this one will be hashtag uh noam there we go with two A's, right? I think so. All right, here you go. You wanna you want the Anthony Simons 40k? Just put in hashtag Noam with two A's, and uh, we'll we'll run that real quick. Let's see here. Um, the yeah, suspect is the plunge father. That's true. Plunge father, I think, was in love with her. Oh That's yeah. Many people are saying that. Many people. Many people are saying that. <laughs> Coinbase NFTs. Yeah. Apple wants to take like 30% of them, huh? Apple wants 30% of the gas fees of the crypto, of the Coinbase NFTs. Pretty. What confusing. did Corey say? That looks like an interesting post. Corey. Crypto Bay pulled a Luke and took off with my land money. Um, but you know what? Luke, is, Luke hasn't run away. Like you can find Luke right now. You can go DM him. He'll talk to you. I promise you, if I say the wrong thing, he'll be right in this chat in about five <laughs> seconds flat. That was high entertainment when you were with Sorarian and uh, and Luke wanted to jump on. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Poor guy. 
Um, Shout out, Luke. You're you're a good man. You mean well. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'd like an Anthony Simons mention on how good he's playing from Jay. All right, Jay, love, talk about love, Anthony Simons. Love Anthony Simons. Whenever he has the ball, if, if he's playing against my team, I'm scared. And if he's playing against a team that I hate, I'm thrilled. Um, full disclosure, I'm a diehard Damian Lillard fan. Um, it's, it's They don't coexist very well, I don't think. Um, I, I've wanted for many years for Dame to find a situation that he could fit well with. Now, I think – uh, Dame and a guy like uh, Grant, I think they fit really well together. Um, but, you know, Dame and, and Simons, they're both always looking for their shot. You know, they're, they're decent playmakers, um, but, you know, they, they live on the perimeter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Dame is always injured. And every time he's out, it seems like Simons comes in and just um, he's, a, he's a fucking monster. So, yeah, I, I, love, I love Simons. He's one of my favorite young players in the league. And then uh, PPE also wants a De'Aaron Fox mention. By the way, I just realized I spelled Noam's name wrong. Sorry, Noam. <laughs> go, go ahead. Talk PPE, about I don't know if you know about this. I got so much heat. I think it was last year uh, because I, I tweeted something. Maybe it was a year and a half ago now. I can't remember about the young, I think, under 25 players that I liked the most. And I had De'Aaron Fox on my list. I was always high on De'Aaron Fox and people ripped me apart. Um, and they said he didn't belong anywhere on that list. I, I think Fox is a great basketball player. I, I, I think he's one of the fastest guys in the league. Uh, he's got a pretty jump shot. He's a great facilitator. He's a little bit reckless sometimes. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a huge Darren Fox fan. Yeah. Okay, um, and interesting enough, when I had uh, J.E. Skeets, that was his big prediction, that, that De'Aaron Fox is going to have a good year. So there you go. Yeah. All right, so – it looks like only 12 of you entered the giveaway, but let's spin it. Let's see who's going to get it. And some high odds right here. Very high odds. Oh, so close. But Solbro wins again. Are we going to let Solbro <laughs> win twice? I don't think we Absolutely. can do that. Absolutely. Why not? This is America. <laughs> Although this I don't think he's fair. in America. No, I, I gotta. I just, that doesn't seem right to me. I, we gotta ah, give someone else a chance. This is this bullshit. is the woke. This is a woke stream. Hey, soul bro. For the record, I vote for you. I think you should keep <laughs> the win. This is bullshit. And we need uh, to spread the love. There you go. The real Bernardo, the real Bernando. Uh, go ahead and and put your put your username in there. Soul bro is like, what are you guys talking about? I'm in. I live in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> so real bernando put your username in there so noam with one a can send you your anthony simons wedgie moment so i think ben is in the back even though i'm like ready to sign off but ben we'll, it looks like he's, he's frozen though in here. is he frozen I hope like I, I don't see him so there I you go noam there there is the real bernando's ts name come on ben yeah. get your shit together yeah, I don't think Ben's joining today, which is fine because I'm ready to go put eye drops and lie down. What's wrong but with your eye? What's going on? I, Danny? It was all dry. It was all dry. I woke up today. It was super dry. It's been kind of dry the last three days. Today mm. I woke up. It was like very dry. What, and, what's uh, the weather like in Portugal these days? It's actually wet. It's very rainy and like you like cold it wet, rainy. right? Isn't that what you said? I mean, <laughs> you know what I like? I, I like when it rains when the weather is warm. Actually, but like yeah. a tropical rain, like yeah, in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah. is a cold rain, so it's okay. not not the not the most fun. But okay. I, I don't I don't think that's why my eyes are dry. I don't know why yeah. my eyes are dry. That's sad. I think I, I think I've it. I've cried all my tears out. That's why my eyes are dry. Yeah, no you more gotta tears save to some cry. in reserve. You can't you yeah. can't let them all out. You gotta you gotta save them when <laughs> when the moment matters the most. 
Yeah. All right. Well, Jay, that's a ninety. That's ninety minutes right there. You, you got you got anything else to talk about? I, I hope not. <laughs> I feel like we may have been overly negative. Um, you think so? Was it was this an overly pessimistic stream? That wasn't the intent. Um, that wasn't the intent. I think. I think. I what I hope is people understand we are merely a vessel, a reflection of of what's happening in our space today, um, and we all. We, we try to keep it as real as possible. When there's good things to talk about, that's what we focus on. When there's negative things to talk about, that's what we focus on. Um, we don't try to sugarcoat anything. Um, you know, we, we've all said a million times, we, we want the best for the product and the brand and the community and the team and all that fucking bullshit that, that we've regurgitated a million times. But look, when, when they don't give us anything to be excited about and when there's blood on the streets and when people are, are full of fear and, and the sense of this, this great unknown, you, you have to reflect it and you have to call it like it is. And, and, you know, I for one can't wait to come on this show and talk about things that are uplifting and positive and, um, and, and forward thinking and, and something that we can uh, find a sense of confidence and excitement around. And maybe it's right around the corner. Maybe it's coming. We don't know because they don't fucking talk to us. Uh, but maybe it's there and maybe we're about to stumble upon it and then we can enjoy this shit, which is why we all got into this in the first place and why a very select few of us schmucks are still uh, doubling down and, and, and heavily uh, engaged in the platform. I do want to say one other thing. I want to give a shout out to Brian, the head of the VIP community. Um, uh, he, he set up a call for me yesterday with some of the product people because I wanted to share some concerns around some of the bugs and some of the inefficiencies within the product. And they were extremely nice and receptive and they wanted to hear all about it. Um, want to give a shout out to Kyle. Kyle, um, he's, he's uh, one of the mods in, in the, the Discord. Um, and like and him and Mo and those guys, like they, they keep coming into the lion's den every day. It's, it's just putrid negativity. People are miserable. They're sad. They're scared. They're just full of all this um, fervent anger. Um, and at least like they're there to listen and, and in theory, bring that information to the powers that be and, and hopefully give them a, a, an accurate depiction of what's going on. And then finally, I want to give a shout out to our friend, Sean, Patrick Ewing. Um, he continues to do great things, you know, from a social media perspective, granted, it's all just talking to the same people. That's fine. Um, you know, they're, they're not really putting any paid spend behind anything from as far as I can tell, but He's doing a much better job showcasing what the team captains are doing, doing a much better job using the, the Top Shot uh, Twitter handle to showcase all these great experiences people are having going to games with their kids and, and with other collectors. And I do think like that's a nice story to tell that Top Shot is facilitating. I think LG pointed out something like 1,100 of the 750,000 um, apparent uh, uh, current collectors are, have now gone to games. So like, I think those are all great stories to tell. Um, and yeah, I think, I think Sean's doing a great job, uh, getting basketball conversation back to the forefront. And of course, Austin, um, like I said on, on Twitter the other day, I could listen to Austin talk about basketball all day, every day. Um, he's, he's a treasure within this product, whether you guys realize it or not, because if it wasn't for him, the one decent thing about the product, great plays be a shit show. So that's all I want to say, because I wanted to counterbalance some of the negativity, um, and you know, not negativity, but just real talk. That's yeah, all. that's fair. And I think also, I remember Sorarian was talking about this also the other day, which is just like, we we spend so much time streaming and creating channels and creating content. It's not because we want to be negative. It's because we're hoping that this thing obviously is 
uber successful and we can be places that people come together to talk about it. So that should be obvious when, when any big creator, be it John Boy Beats who makes a tweet that upsets people or Sorarian, TikTok Zarian, um, Jeb or whoever, myself, we're all here putting our stake in the ground because we believe in this product and we want to see it succeed. So no if today, if today's was a little, a bit of a harsh uh, criticism, uh, that just goes with, goes with the, the, the role of the story currently, but obviously as soon as that changes, we'll be all over it as well. No doubt. All right. Well, thank you all. Thanks Jay. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys the next time. Have a, have a great rest of your week. Peace, love and basketball. All right. Bye-bye. Static Selector.